Hello, and welcome to Once More with Commentary. We are an angel podcast. I'm Ginny. And I'm Allie. And today we are continuing through season five of Angel. And today we're talking about lineage and destiny. Uh, How are you doing? We what, a stupid, what a stupid <laughs> question, right? We just <laughs> Not like we're, we just, we will spare you all. It is getting yeah. dark these days. Um, I just saw a great no. um, meme, yeah. not meme, but a great screenshot from Alexis um, in Schitt's Creek where she's just talking about like, I miss my old life. I miss I being surrounded by a casual acquaintances. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's like going to work, right? I'm surrounded yeah. by casual acquaintances. Yeah. I'm bungling um, the quote a little bit, but you get the gist anyway. Yeah, no, I think I saw the same one. It's true. It's, um, yeah, I think what we were kind of just talking about is like, we've reached the acceptance stage of grief and, um, well, I expect to backslide, but yes. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that's why, do you know, that's why they call it, it's not, like, that's why grief, they call it a grief spiral. Right, right, right. Because you, like, keep circling back to, like, certain emotions, but each time it's, like, a little less, a little less. That makes Um, sense. Yeah, no, I fully expect to backslide. I'm I'm probably backsliding now anyway, but, um, yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's going on. I realized yesterday was a full month since the official San Francisco, like, Mm. lockdown. Yeah, so I expect a full another month anniversary of that. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I have no, you know, again, time has no meaning. I don't know what my life is. Who knows what? So do you know what happened to me yesterday was I, it, so the weather was like stunningly beautiful at the beginning of this week and I mm. was going outside like a little more, um, although I've realized like the middle of the day is like way less crowded than after work. Mm. Um, and so, but then I went out for a run on Thursday and it like wasn't as nice. It was like kind of gloomy. And so, like, yesterday, like, I woke up and I was like, man, my foot's a little twingy. Like, I wonder why I didn't do anything yesterday. And then I was, like, sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, it's so gloomy, but I should go outside because I haven't been outside in a couple days. And then I literally had this moment where I was like, I literally went for a run yesterday. What am I talking about? (laughs) It's like, it explains all these things, but I had already forgotten. Like, you just, time has no meaning. Everything feels the same. There's no, there are no landmarks, you know, for like Mm -mm. recognizing memory. You know, it's like Monday and Thursday felt the same. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I do still get a little bit excited about Fridays though. Yeah, or at I least mean, I'm only because, getting like, back to then that. Then it's I think. Saturday, and you just wake up and do the same thing, but it doesn't involve work. Yeah, exactly. I guess I'm just saying that's the one that I've vaguely kept <laughs> as an attachment, or more specifically, I'm gaining it back because I had that weird week. Also, part of my quarantine was time between jobs where I wasn't working, and so that really is like, who knows what day is it? It is it ever. But now that I'm uh, working again, my you know the, the Friday feeling has come back or is coming back. That's great. It's a precious thing. It is, yeah. <laughs> Should we dive into it? Yeah, let's dive into it, because this conversation like is, like, quickly I, veering off the rails again. Um, I know. Last time we did, like, a 15-minute intro, so we, this can be, like, a short, a much shorter I one. know. I was, like, editing that episode, and I was like, we really did talk about pudding quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, I ran out of milk, so I can't make my second batch of pudding mix. And I also, my, you know, bananas... You, you kind of need fresh bananas for that. So what I'm saying is I will make more of that same exact pudding, but it's going to be not until after the next grocery run. But fortunately, it's pudding mix, so it lasts forever. Exactly. That part's fine. I just got to get more milk to mix in with it. Yeah. All right. Well, tell us about lineage. Okay. So uh, lineage sees us all meet Wesley's dad for the first time. Uh, actually, sorry, I should go back. 
uh, Wesley and Fred and kind of the whole regular crew, uh, we, you know, we start in where they're seemingly making like a weapons deal with a crime Lord. Um, and I, you know, I think they kind of later clarify that they were basically doing a sting operation, but before they can follow through on any part of their plan, whether it was to actually sell weapons or to just try and, you know, use that as an excuse to catch some bad guys, some other like dressed head to toe in black martial arts, you know, expert runs into the scene, kills the bad guys and then starts fighting with them. Uh, they have no idea who it is. They're able to, to pin him down and, and kill him. It turns out he's some sort of cyborg. And in the mean, uh, in the, in the kerfuffle, Fred sustains like some, you know, a gunshot wound to the arm chest or something. She's fine, but it's, you know, kind of scary. Uh, Angel lashes out at Wesley for this because, you know, they're kind of reminding us that Angel remembers that Wesley stole his, kidnapped his son, and maybe there's some unresolved feelings there. But unfortunately, Wesley has no idea. <laughs> Angel is upset about this because Wesley doesn't remember Connor at all. So, you know, Angel's kind of being hard on Wesley. And then, wouldn't you know it, his dad shows up. <laughs> He's also pretty hard on Wesley. Um, and he kind of has this story about trying to get the Watchers Council up and running and this being an opportunity for Wesley to become a watcher again and to kind of clear some of the mud off of his name because he's pretty much disgraced in that capacity for everything that happened with faith. Um, and because now he works for an evil law firm. <laughs> so, you know, he, Wesley shows his dad around his dad is just kind of undercutting him left and right as they're, um, doing an autopsy on this cyborg that interrupted their, um, you know, they're meeting at the beginning. Uh, Wesley tries to prove that he can read the ancient, some ancient languages that are on a piece of the cyborg. He maybe mistranslates it and accidentally almost sets off a self-destruct bomb. And then his dad is able, to, but is able to correctly read it and diffuse it and blah, 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 kind of put him to shame. Anyway, basically Wesley introduces his dad to all the key players in the office. And this is a mistake because it turns out Wesley's dad is not working for the Watchers Council. He's in fact in league with this group of cyborgs. There's more of them, a whole army of them who siege Angel Investigations offices and are seemingly there to steal some precious um, artifact that Wolfram and Hart has in their, you know, storage security facilities. Once Wesley shows his dad to the secure area, his dad uh, you know, kind of, uh, turns the tables on Wesley, steals this thing that is going to help him control Angel. Um, and then he tries to make his escape. Uh, Wesley catches on, meets him up at the, you know, he's trying to escape off of the roof and, you know, they get into this kind of showdown and he kind of, he's making these threats. They both have guns on each other. And at one point or another, Wesley's dad, points his gun at Fred and without even hesitating, Wesley just guns down his dad. Of course, after that, he is pretty upset, but then they realize that his dad was actually another one of the cyborgs. So Wesley didn't actually kill his father, but he intended to. I feel like that was too long winded and we should stop there. I'm sure I missed a couple of details, but that's kind of the gist, but basically, Oh, to put a, fine point on it, Wesley, more or less, now by this action and a conversation at the end, reveals that he cares deeply for Fred to Fred. Yes. I really liked this episode. Um, I did too. It was a Wesley episode. It was 
a, gr- a good Wesley episode. I I want to talk about the good first because the other flip side is like while I really enjoyed this episode there are so many questions that I have now mm. about <laughs> like the plot holes of like this Connor retcon so well yeah we we started approaching that because Alex kind of asked me a question and I was like it doesn't matter like, we, we don't there's no explanation we're never gonna get those explanations right but yeah it is would be worth exploring but I I mean I agree. I also just really liked this episode. I think the drama was just, and the action were super good in this one. Like that opening scene was like, it was a really fun action movie scene, you know, where they're all there. There's some cool fight scenes. The new cyborg guide has these, you know, they fight with chains. So they get to do some cool choreography with that. And I just thought it was just like a, it was just a fun, like, yeah, this is just a really good episode of the week kind of intro. To kick it totally. off. totally. And like, we get, you know, Wesley shooting both his guns. Yeah. And like, you know, it's, Again, like, less shocking on this show, but still always a little shocking to me when guns are fired. Mm -hmm. No, it was great. And, like, you know, the emotional beats, like, we got to see. I mean, my favorite thing is, like, this idea of, like, you know, Wesley's arc, right? And this this episode really played it up, right? He reverts back to, like, Buffy Wesley, where he's bumbling, he's making mistakes, he's dweeby, he's, like, Mm -hmm. clearly you know, rattled by his father. And that's not the Wesley that we've kind of come to know. Um... Unfortunately, that is where I started having questions because I was like, well, <laughs> literally who what is Alex the Wesley asked? that we've come to know? Because like so much of his his character arc was informed by events that now have been erased. So I will get it's there. It's a good but, question. Yeah. But before that, like before I really started thinking too hard about that, I was like, oh, this is totally like really fun. And, um, you know, like him admitting like how he cares for Fred. I mean, that moment where he shot his father was, was like shocking. Yes, it really was. <laughs> and it was also, but I thought it was such, it was shocking, but I was like, no, this is totally believable. Yeah. Because yeah. Fred is the one person where like Wesley would not hesitate. Like his father was like, well, I'll just threaten her. And Wesley was like, well, then we're done. And like, just, and not only shot him, but like until Killed the bullets him. ran out. And yeah, like, yeah. fortunately it turned out to not be his father because like how much can they really do to Wesley, right? Like how much agree, is yeah. he supposed to have to take? But it's a shocking moment for Fred and, you know, Wesley has kind of has to tell her like, hey, you know, you are the person I would have done that for. And I mean, yeah. obviously their situation is not anywhere close to resolved, but I thought character wise, it was just, it was great. And, you know, I thought the tension between him and Angel was really interesting because they've always had this tension, right? And, yes. But they should be in a place where the big break didn't happen. So Wesley is a little bit, like, struggling to understand exactly yeah. what Angel's issue is. And I also thought this was a great example of Angel seeing that he can trust Wesley. Like, Wesley's holding right. the staff that would turn Angel into a puppet, and he all he thinks to do is, like, destroy it. Like, right. he would never do that to Angel. So. Right. And I did also, I think... Some of the things that would have normally tripped me up, they started to trip me up and then they kind of quickly addressed it. Like, okay, so Fred gets shot and then we cut to the scene where Angel's basically yelling at Wesley for letting that happen. And, you know, I was rolling my eyes quite a bit. Of right. Like, you guys are not in charge of Fred. She can make her own choices. Like, she's not your pawn piece to let go or not, Angel. You know, I was getting pretty annoyed with him. And I mean, I still have lingering feelings about that. But, you know, I, I think the show did a good job of kind of immediately reminding us that Angel's not necessarily really thinking about Fred in this moment so much as he's worried about this, you know, these decisions that he knows Wesley's capable of. And I think it was also kind of an interesting, you know, as much as there are plot holes with 
the con- this Connor retcon, obviously. I think it's also a good reminder that, like, from where Angel's sitting, he knows that Wesley, you know, Wesley, I don't want to say that he wouldn't have made any of those same decisions again, but I think him kidnapping Connor and the consequences of that mean that he probably wouldn't break Angel's trust that way again because he, if he remembered it, but because he never did that, I think there is also kind of like, Angel has good reason to think that like, Wesley maybe needs to kind of make this big mistake again. I don't know if, if that is making any no, sense. No, that's a good point. It's like, like Wesley he hasn't has learned been, that lesson yet. Yeah, he, Wesley is still willing to do whatever it takes, but he hasn't learned the consequences yet. And right. um, I think that's a great call out. And yeah, I really, at first I was like rolling my eyes too. Like I was like, oh, oh God, this is good. Because at first I was like, this is so refreshing. Like, you know, they're in that negotiation and Wesley's like, this is my muscle. And like, yeah, and yeah. Then <laughs> immediately is like, Fred, get out. And like, you know, protecting her. And yeah. So I was like, okay, so she's not really your muscle because you don't trust her to fight. But then he doesn't really, like, expand on that until Angel gives him, you know, a ch- like, Angel's chastising him for taking Fred there. And, like, when Angel's yelling at him, like, Wesley's standing up for Fred, and I'm like, yeah. that's that's great. Like, he's like, Fred is totally capable of taking care of herself. But, and then um, even more importantly, a scene later, Fred is like, you guys are being totally patronizing. I can do whatever I yes. want. I was like, and thank I loved you. all of that. Like, I <laughs> yeah. was like, I was primed to be like, come on. And then Same, I felt yeah. like they addressed it, like, Exactly. Well. It was like, yeah, they brought it up and then had good reasons to have brought it up and then had everybody say all the things they needed to say, which is like, never happened. So, no, I totally agree. I thought that was just really well handled. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I forgot about this episode, but I agree. It was just like, it was just such a good Wesley episode. I mean, in general, I think you and I are pretty predisposed to like anything that revolves around Wesley, but this was just a good reminder that it's like, he's just a great well for drama. You know, there's just so much, even without the Connor stuff, he has made, he, he did start making this transformation somewhat kind of before. And it is just, I just don't really ever get sick of seeing like ruthless Wesley, (laughs) you know, like even when he was like torturing that cyborg to get information, I was like, Jesus, like it just really is like, it doesn't shock me because it's untrue, but it just, it is like, I still have to be like, wow, this like goes to a dark place that I forget about sometimes. (laughs) No, he, like, rips the sword out and then yeah, he's, like, like, plunges geez. his hand and he's, like, okay, well, we're going to chat. And I'm, like, okay, so there's a little bit of this new Wesley in here. Totally. Like, yeah. And it, it's also interesting, like, okay, I just want to sing the praises of Alexis Denisoff in this mm-hmm. episode because, like, we have gotten used to him <clears throat> as this, like, new, bolder, assured Wesley and, like, he is also able to revert back to the version that we saw on Buffy in a way, but still layered with, like, this new Wesley. And that, like, Wesley almost can't believe that he's, like, turning into this. And, like, I think he plays that so well. You're right. I was, like, really impressed that, like, wow, this is, like, actually a really good performance. Like, he's giving us all the pieces of Wesley, but they're all kind of mixed up together. Yeah. I definitely agree. You know, the other thing that I thought was also, and we've talked about this and on both sides a lot. Um, the other thing that I thought was like basic, you know, this was a, a good example of when they, you know, try to pull a twist on us. And it kind of made sense by the time they got to Wesley's father being not only evil, but also a cyborg. It was kind of like, I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, that whole Watcher's Council story is should have raised some red flags for all of us anyway, kind of out the get go. So I think it was also just like, it was just a, it was just a satisfying reveal, I think. And as much as normally I'm the one to say like, well, we shouldn't be backtracking these like really dramatic uh, moments by saying like, yeah, just kidding. You didn't actually kill anyone. But I actually think it worked really well in this episode to kind of like 
yeah, to your point, let's maybe not give Wesley one more thing to crumble underneath, but also just that, like, he knows and he admitted at the end of the episode that he thought he was doing that. It's not like he had any inkling whatsoever that this wasn't real. So, I mean, the consequences are pretty much the same. Yeah, and, I mean, it gives us the nice beat at the end where he can call his father and, yeah. you know, all of that. But um, also, I love the comedy of everybody trying yes. to cheer him up by being like, I mean, I killed my father. Yeah, I know, I know. I love that, too. And actually, I thought Spike was just great in this episode overall. First, I was like, are they going to lean too hard into the gimmick of Spike as comedic relief? But I just thought all of his lines were really funny. Like, when he got stuck in the elevator with Ethan, he said, you'll never take me to hell, Pavane. She was like, what? He was like, that's just something I say. I, like, I thought that was and <laughs> <laughs> um, no uh, my favorite too was like then when he was like oh eve's stuck in the elevator and they were like well tell me and he's yeah, he like okay like, and then he's like wait i don't care yeah totally no i thought he was great in this one <laughs> just leaves her in the elevator yeah yeah i mean i thought everything was great i i liked the comedy i you know obviously love a good wesley episode um so you want to try I, and unpack the yeah plot? <laughs> i want to puncture the balloon a little bit so the, my main question is just like, so they seem to be, so Con, this Connor thing like never happened, but what's really unclear is how much of the Connor story happened right. because clearly Cordelia has still been turned into a demon or like gave birth to a demon and is in a coma. Like that part still happened. Lila still got killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, we don't know how much of the Holt story might've actually happened. Right. So, like, I, like, they're borrowing from this past quite liberally. Like, the arms dealer they're meeting with at the beginning is somebody who used to sell Wesley his, like, collapsible swords, which Mm. we only ever saw once Wesley kind of had his own team. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, there are clues from his past. And then also, um, like, so that had to have happened in some way for Wesley to, like, meet this dealer. We don't get a sense if Wesley was ever away from the team. So I don't even know what the team dynamics are because, remember, before Wesley took Connor he was leading the team right right and so but Angel's leading the team now so like it's really unclear and then also what I at some point I should go back and watch and I I haven't been looking for is that you know at the end of last season Wesley still had a scar from when his throat got cut right and And that was mm -hmm. I haven't noticed it um Hmm. but the timing would like there should be something right so did Wesley well, get his throat cut? Like, yeah. did it? Like, how did much of that actually happened? Yeah. Because he also clearly was involved with Lila because he tells his father, like, oh, you know, the last woman I was involved with, like, this happened. But, like, Wesley got involved with Lila because he was away from the rest of the team. So, right. I think I just want some answers as to, like, how much of this story happened or was, like, Connor just lifted out of it? But I get the impression. Connor was yeah. the motivation for all of it, I don't Exactly. It I doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, I think specifically the big question for me is did Wesley get his throat slit or not? Because, yeah, that was the whole thing that set him down this dark path. Like, I could believe that he still had a relationship with Lila, you know, with or without that. And I could kind of believe that he's become more hardcore just over the course of all this because, like I said, that transformation it certainly went to new heights after his, like, expulsion from the group but he was pretty well on that path anyway so that kind of stuff I'm willing to believe but yeah it is a really good question of like how really uh excuse the pun like cutthroat has Wesley gotten if that didn't happen to him and specifically not that he had the injury but that none of his friends came to visit him and that they all left him to die you know like that was really the the turning point for him so it's a really good question right and I was also looking at his clothes and I was trying to figure out like is he dressing like old Wesley or is this like the newer what like I just haven't been paying enough attention yeah and like maybe there are some subtle clues there that I've missed but I like and again you're right like 
ultimately these have no bearing on the story. Like they, they don't really matter. It was a great episode, but it raised just so many questions for me. I think in just in, in the way that we saw Dawn get inserted into Buffy and it was like clear that this magic was so comprehensive that literally everybody had every memory with her somehow inserted in and it didn't change any of the actual fates of them. I think it's, you know, I, I'm in a place where I'm like, I'll just accept that it was the same exact type of magic that like surgically removed Connor, but somehow kept all of the main emotions in place. But it, it, but you're, you're really right though, that because they're trying to focus on this angel and Wesley dynamic, it's like, it really, it really does just like make that come to the foreground a little more like that. Like there's probably a pretty big hole in there. Well, yeah, you because it's trying like, to unlike the Don situation, you're yeah. not just like plugging someone in. It's like Connor was the reason all of this happened. Right, so, right, right. <laughs> like like the reason. So it's like, what's the new reason? Like maybe there was like, you know, maybe that's the easy answer is like there was just a different motivation and they've come through all of this breaking apart but they haven't clearly broken apart because Wesley never betrayed him so right that's the it, big it, question yeah like, so did like, he betray Angel or not because the, they kind of are claiming both right so it's like they want to have the, the bits and pieces of the past that make the story work and then yeah. conveniently forget the rest but they all have to kind of work together so yeah it's a little frustrating I I don't think we'll have to you know linger Malone on it. that yeah. but I, it, and it didn't really diminish my enjoyment too much but no, yeah, I agree. Like, well, and I think to that point, at least, again, this is not something that the show has always done, but, like, to your point, like, well, they're only picking the parts because they make for good drama, but, like, at least this time the result actually was worth it. You know, like, maybe they are dismissing some obvious facts, but, like, at least it was in service of a good story, whereas in the past sometimes they've dismissed facts and then also just, like, given us a heap of garbage, so... <laughs> like Cordelia's I, entire arc last Exactly. Season. Like, at least this was worth that. <laughs> so... You know, the other thing that I want to talk about is, you know, plot holes aside, I think it was meaningful to me to get to see Angel kind of acknowledge that Wes, not, maybe not that he forgives Wesley or he kind of already forgave Wesley. I don't know. I just, I liked the scene where he told Wesley, like, you're the one that has to make these hard decisions. And I never really realized that before. I thought that was like, we, I've kind of been waiting like two seasons for that, like, or one whole season. I don't know. Um, I, I was really happy that that happened. Yeah. That angel in a way is acknowledging, like maybe he understood now how Wesley got to the point where he made the choice that he made. Right. Cause he saw him make this choice against somebody else, his dad this time. Right. But like, because it was the right thing to do. A little bit lost was like, Wesley Yes, Wesley took Connor, but Wesley did not take Connor to give him to Holtz. Like, right, Wesley right. took Connor to keep him safe and, like, protect him from a- what he thought was a threat from right, Angel. Right, but, like, right, right. it just all went horribly South, wrong. But yeah. Angel always acted like Wesley just, like, gave him over to Holtz. But it's uh, like, right. Wesley literally almost died. Like, yeah. it that was always the most frustrating thing. So, like, to have Angel look at this as a more rational, yeah. from a rational vantage point of, like, oh, I think I maybe I understand your decision making. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice to hear, except that, of course, Wesley has no reason why he's saying that. And I, I'm a little disappointed because I thought that this would end with Angel explaining Connor to Wesley. Uh, maybe he will later. I don't know. I don't know if that's something I have a vague memory of if I'm just will, trying to wish something into existence. But I think that would have been a nice pin on kind of this father-son, you know, arc that opened with Angel remembering Wesley's betrayal and then kind of ended with them touching base again. I don't know. I thought that would have been nice. I think that actually might've been better than the Fred 
than the Fred conclusion because as much as I'm, I'm happy that Wesley finally just gotten it out in the open because like, it's aggravating to have to keep dealing with this as like a secret, but it was also like, it's so unresolved that it's like, I can't be super satisfied by that, you know? Okay. But like, here's my other question. Is it a secret? Because, you know, Wesley definitely kissed Fred when like all the Cordelia stuff was going down. So yeah, but I guess like, does he still have feelings for her? I don't know. Everything got yeah. so messy at the end of the last season. It's I can so understand messy them now. Not, it's like I yeah. don't know. I don't know where any of these people are in relation to each other. Honestly. But I can understand like, Fred also just genuinely not knowing. Like that does that still mean anything? Yeah. I mean, really, well, I like, think she's just not interested in him, so she's not looking for it. But I don't. I don't know that because she hasn't really given us her side of it, <laughs> other than to say she likes Knox. Well, yeah. Like in the very last episode, like they were, you know, mm-hmm. acting drunk, and she was like, "Why aren't we better friends?" And it's like. But you should know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's just, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's harder. It's, it's like, I'm going to say I really enjoyed this, but it is hard to kind of know what we're supposed to know or think or like have what the history is supposed to be because it's, it's all been like selectively erased. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Yeah. Should we talk about destiny? We should. Destiny. Um, <laughs> Spike's destiny is what we really seem to be talking about. Um, okay, so of course we open with our favorite flashbacks mm-hmm. um, to 1880 when Drusilla brings Spike home to Angel as a new vampire. Darla has conveniently left to go do the master's bidding, although I think we can assume she was on Dexter. Um, <laughs> So um, Angel's the only one there, and he meets Spike. And at first, he seems kind of, like, angry that Drusilla made another vampire. Like, who is this guy? But then he's like, oh, this is going to be my best friend. Like, you know, there's going to be another man around to, like, go have adventures and, like, kill with. And so that's exactly what they do. Like, he and Spike, you know, um, go on this, like killing spree across London and um you know Spike is of course happy to have a friend and like Angel's like taking him under his wing and then Spike is also just like over the moon over Drusilla she's his destiny like blah 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 so Angel decides to teach him this like harsh lesson of like you're a vampire like you can do whatever you want but nothing belongs to you like the old rules of humans don't apply and Mm -hmm. so to teach him this Angel like sleeps with Drusilla and Drusilla is like crazy so she just doesn't really care what the consequences are. But, but also she's learned this lesson of, like, we're vampires. Like, human emotions don't have anything to do with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, the first time Angel betrays Spike and takes his destiny away from him, right? Mm-hmm. So now, of course, we're in present day and something is going wrong at Wolferman Hart. Like, Spike gets a package in the mail and there's a flash and then, boom, he's corporeal again. So Spike, of course, is thrilled, but the electronics in the building seem to be going haywire. Like, everything is going crazy. People are turning violent. And Eve comes down and tells them, hey, like, this is, I heard from the senior partners, like, this is a harbinger because Spike is corporeal. Now you've tripped the prophecy, the Shanshu prophecy, except Mm -hmm. that it's only supposed to apply to one vampire. Now there are two, blah, 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 blah. And so they consult with, a prophecy expert because Wesley's out of town mm-hmm. and um, he tells them, oh, you need to go to this opera house in Death Valley and there's a magic cup and if one of you drinks it, then, you know, you'll become human. Or presumably, like, that means you're the one who mm-hmm. deserves to, like, fulfill the prophecy. So Angel and Spike 
go off to Death Valley to do battle over this cup because Spike, once again, like as we're flashing back, you know, he's like, you're not going to take my destiny away from this. Like Spike has no reason to believe that he can't be the vampire in this prophecy. And he's angry that Angel has kept it from him, that Angel assumes automatically that it's his destiny Mm -hmm. and you know spike's like i saved the world what what do i what should i do and more than that i chose to have a soul i went through like torture to like make myself better and you just had this handed to you so of course they're fighting over this nothing happens spike drinks from the cup it's mountain dew (laughs) so they come back to wolfram and hart where um like pretty much the moment they arrive like everything goes back to normal eve comes in and tells them oh it's the senior partners like they, they stopped it because, you know, they stepped in. This was getting too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so nobody really knows, like, what's true. Like, the guy who read the prophecy seems to have skipped town. So obviously the cup was, like, nonsense. Angel and Spike have gotten some feelings out, but, like, nothing's been resolved. And then we see Eve go into, I guess, presumably her apartment that is, like, I guess shielded like mm-hmm. crazy with all these mystical symbols. She gets in bed, and lo and behold, she gets in bed with Lindsay, mm-hmm. her old friend Lindsay, who's also got symbols all over him. So they're plotting something. Dun, like dun, the dun. senior partners can't hear what they're saying. They're, they pulled a fast one on both the angel team and the senior partners to be continued, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, this one was a lot less fun I think I mean it was less good (laughs) overall I think I thought it was fine you know I'm not like mad about it I thought it was an okay episode I think they just you know I think we're just gonna have some peaks and valleys on what they're able to squeeze out of this angel spike relationship I think they have been more successful in it when they're trying to be more subtle and when they try to really hit it over the head I think they kind of whiff it (laughs) Flashbacks are always going to hit over the head, and these were terrible as usual. Yeah, and I think, you know, again, it's like there were moments where they got away from this implication, but, like, they just cannot for too long let Angel and Spike talk without bringing up, like, some sort of love triangle. It was like, it didn't have to be about Drusilla. Like, they could have, you know, I don't know. I was like, that was the part where I was just like, this is so weak, especially because Spike makes the good case for himself when they are fighting that, like, I chose this. Maybe I deserve it more than you. Like, that's... And because, like, a few episodes ago, we kind of saw Angel really kind of doing deeper self-reflection about, like, what Spike existence means for him I just think that stuff is so much richer than like remember that time you boned boned my girlfriend and like remember that time I boned Buffy was like stop I wish they would just stop doing that I agree like that was really annoying like I thought Spike's anger over I thought his anger over Drusilla was a little more resonant agreed 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 he was really angry that like this idea that she was his destiny and Angel took it away and like he's clearly sure. been carrying some resentment not for maybe not for that but maybe the resentment of like angel teaching him like these harsh lessons mm-hmm. um but i yeah like i thought his argument about the way he got his soul is like way more poignant because we saw in the episode with the necromancer like that does bug angel that yeah. Spike got a soul and that he's not as badly affected by it seemingly and you know that he handled it better and also that it was like his choice like all of yeah, these things that- are kind of throwing angel for a loop and then it circles back again to like Buffy and I'm just like stop like stop like (laughs) you guys are hundreds of years old why are you so immature (laughs) and it it also but I think it undercuts both of their cases because like if it's just over a woman then who cares but like 
you know, it's way, it's way more interesting when it's like these existential questions of like, does it matter how you become good or like what you do after or how you react? Like those are better questions to answer. And like, it's way more interesting when they're fighting over that versus like, well, I shagged your girlfriend. Like, you know, and who cares? The other thing that they skirted, I I think they didn't quite say, you know, part of the prophecy as we've heard it is that this, this, whatever, whoever this, you know, foreseen vampire with a soul is, is going to play a role in the apocalypse, but we don't know for which side. And I feel like Spike's real argument should be, you're the one that has this like off on switch. <laughs> like I'm more or less in control of myself, even without the soul. So I think that's like another weird thing that it's like, you guys could have kind of talked more about this or it's like, if we let Angel become this guy, we don't know how he'll end up. But if it's Spike, I feel like there's more likelihood that he'll be on the side of good, right? Like, yeah, I'm and not trying Angel's to just be blindly team Spike, but like as to like what side he's fighting on, right? Because right, he's, he's already tainted, he's working to make Wolfram and Hart better, but it's still Wolfram and Hart. Mm-hmm. So like he's already fulfilling that part of it in a way of like this question, and like I think you're right. Like I think there is no question over Spike, like what he would do in the end. And, and this is the other thing that really bugged me is like okay, one that we're back to the Shanchu prophecy, right? It's <laughs> just get that away like from a these. prophecy that was notoriously so vague that they really couldn't be sure what it meant now suddenly has this very specific line about an opera house in yeah. Death Valley <laughs> with the fat lady singing and like there's a cup like I was like this should have like tipped them off to begin with but right. like none of the prophecies like give you an actual location yeah how would this not have come up before yeah it, 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 they should have really been more suspicious it was like a little too easy also is that opera house real? Like, who would put an opera house in Death Valley? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, and as always, I just, you know, the jokes that they try to make at the expense of women and, like, in this case, Harmony. That Harmony like, that stuff was, bad. was awful. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, the only upside was, like, once she, like, she got was, in- yeah. affected by the thing, she, like, definitely told him what's what. And, like, it was kind of like the Fred stuff where, like, they back the show into a corner and you're just, like, groaning, and then it's, like, there's a little bit of redemption in that they do have the female character, like, call it out and say, this is bad. But, like, before that, Harmony was, like, oh, yeah, okay, boss, I'm going to take a long lunch and, like, go have sex with Blondie Bear. Like, you know, and, and, like, that that was the first thing that Spike wanted to do. Yeah. He recovered, and, like, that kind of undercuts his whole, like, (laughs) I love Buffy thing when, like, the first thing he does is, like, I'm going to go have sex with Harmony. Like, I... And, it, and that all seemed to be done for a joke. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's really that it, they play it for laughs. That's what annoys me about it. If it were happening or for other reasons, I don't know. I could not, wouldn't bother me so much. Um, but on the same vein, I enjoyed pretty much everybody's lash outs. Everybody who had one, not the least of which was that toner guy who is completely right. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> you don't even need like special demon forces to make you lose your your everything over toner because people won't fill the freaking copier with like new paper and new toner when it needs it. That was very relatable to me. <laughs> my, I last, remember, my last office, like, like people would just walk around looking for a printer that had paper in it. And I was like, you could just go get more paper. <laughs> then someone, you save someone else this whole drama. <laughs> yeah. I remember being an assistant and people would be like, okay, well the printer's out of paper and it's like, okay, but their paper's right there. Yeah, like, <laughs> You can put it in yourself. Yeah, like, like, the toner I get, that's, like, a little more complicated, but, like, you can put a sheet yeah, of paper But in just there. him writing toner in his own blood on the wall was just, like, <laughs> I liked that a lot. <laughs> I also, we didn't talk about Gunn's eruption yes. at Eve, but... Yes. 
that was also very in, like they are definitely at least gun or some of them becoming suspicious of her and turns out rightly so like I, she's yeah. claiming in this episode i'm not a bad guy um but she is yeah and i think that's interesting now because gun has lashed out at her and made her seem like the victim and like you know apologizing and then she can use that as leverage of like definitely threw them off the scent now well um, i i'm glad that he lashed out though because honestly like i as i as we were as i was watching this episode and i was keeping my little notes i was like man she just continues to do nothing for me like emotionally i really 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 hate her i really i don't know if if they have constructed a character so despicable that i hate them and i'm playing into their hands i really think they just she is a misfire for me i really she just pouts Everything that she does is something that I hate. And it's like, again, it's just like, I just long for, for Lila <laughs> to just be there in command. I don't know. At least now we know we got that reveal, I think, is helping a little bit because it's like, at least I don't have to pretend like the show is that like maybe she's like really working with them. But she still, I just do not like her. Well, and it makes a little her more sense manner. why it's not Lila, right? Because yeah. Lila would never be in league with Lindsay, and, like, if yeah. this was the plan all along, then, like, they need someone new. And also, like, I was also wondering this watching the last episode is the other reason it's not Lila, because Lila brings up too many questions about these plot holes. It's <laughs> so true. It's true. It's true. Maybe it's just cleaner not to have her involved. I think it is. I just wish they didn't make Eve the way that she is. Yeah, she's, she's my least favorite character in all of this run. <laughs> no, I don't think she's working very successfully. Like, I mean, I think the introduction of Lindsay is way more interesting. I agree. Yeah, um, I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, I remember being a little disappointed. Like, I I did like Lindsay's end. Like, I yeah. thought he and Angel. Yeah. You know, they weren't friends, but they came to kind of a truce, yeah. right? When Lindsay left, and this kind of erases all of that. Yeah. Um, if if Lindsay's now plotting against Angel, but yeah, it. It does make Eve's arc a little more interesting, which sucks that we need a man to make her more interesting, but, like, frankly, she's just... I agree. Like, she's not working. This is, like, she's just... Yeah. She's not that interesting. Like, she's not. secret spy from the corporate partners, like... Of course they don't trust her. And I, like yeah. I said, to that point, I found Gunn's lash out also very satisfying. I was like, thank God someone is just saying these things. So, like, I've been thinking, and I'm pretty sure most of them are thinking. It's just like... Well, Spike had already kind of said it in the last episode, too, of, like, why are you watching me? Like, you know, mm-hmm. Spike's suspicious of, like, everything that happened because the amulet was meant for Angel. And so clearly Wolfram and Hart had a plan for Angel that didn't come to pass. It seems to have happened to Spike and Eve counters with, well, how do you know it wasn't meant for you? But that's kind of, kind of weak, right? Like you don't, like Angel could have just as easily taken the amulet. Yeah. And I just resent ever them trying to play as though she might not be evil. It's like, we all know that from the beginning. So like, stop trying to like, it was never convincing that she might be innocent. You know what I mean? So it's like, we didn't need, you know, four, seven episodes, whatever episode number we're on, to, like, be like, oh, now we really know. It's like, we knew this whole time. It was just that you wasted a lot of energy trying to pretend that there might at all be something more to it. <laughs> I don't mind her having complicated motivations. Like, we found out a lot more about, you know, Lila and Lindsay both, I think, had at least their reasons for making deals with the devil. Like, that kind of reveal I like. But this whole pitter-pattering around like maybe she's not really evil at all it's just like that stop don't insult me <laughs> you're right like I love the, the little peeks into like why humans get wrapped up in all yeah. of this and Eve just isn't doing that that's um, not where they're going with it because that's no. very relatable to like any crime show is it's like yeah I think for the most part other than the you know the here and there sociopath people commit crime for a lot of 
really deep reasons, but not like, like that's interesting to explore, but not the question of like whether or not it's okay that they're doing these things. Other, anyway. Another note I wanted to say, I know I came down hard on the flashbacks as usual, but I did like that Spike and Angel had a little best friends pact. That was cute. Like they're like both yeah. burning themselves like, okay, now we're best friends. <laughs> yeah. I think I also just assumed that there were some orgies in their future past. I think once Spike got over his yeah. like his human ways mm-hmm. a little bit, like oh, there had to have been. Yeah. They should bring that up. <laughs> I mean, like they it's a WB show in 2000 whatever, so like of course they would never say this, but yeah. like But if they were making I mean, that, if yeah. this was true blood like yep. Spike and Angel definitely had sex, right? Definitely. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to be the perv that brings it there, but that was my first thought. I was like, "Oh, they're definitely going to do it." <laughs> Maybe not right this moment, but like for sure down the line. Maybe in, like, 20 years or something, yeah. definitely. Like, yeah. give, give Spike time to, like, get his Victorian laces off. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, because, like, Angel was like, that doesn't make me a deviant, does it? And then yeah, Spike exactly. sticks his was, and I was like, what, are, what <laughs> that, is the implication here? Like, what else line. are we supposed to think? Yeah, I was like, mm, okay, Angel's testing the waters. Well, I wish they would say it, but I know for a fact that it happened. They it's like they said it. it, but only if you know what deviant means. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> anyway... Maybe we're reading too much into this, but I don't, I don't think, think we so. are. I'm certain that most of the fandom would agree with us. <laughs> uh, but yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think pretty... that was like a, a solid couple episodes. It was. Like, and I think. I agree I... Destiny wasn't as good, but I also wasn't like angry at it. I agree. Yeah. It was fine. Could have been better, but it was okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, this season has been just so much better. <laughs> than the last one. I do feel like they've figured out, at least for the moment, you know, I don't ever want to get ahead of myself with this show, but I do think, like, they're making the ensemble work a lot better. They're giving our favorite characters more to do. I don't know. I just think, on the whole, it's on a better path. It is. It's, I mean, the for change now, of scenery did it yeah. wonders. So, I, which we were hopeful that it would, so. I mean, and we, looking back, we always liked the office gags of Wolverine Heart, you know? So it's like, I'm also, I was thinking about that. I was like, man, I'm never going to get sick of people losing their mind over toner. Like, that will always be funny. And I'm glad that they no. put us in a situation where or that can happen. the little, like, the little dialogue hints here and there of, like, how dark it used to be where, like, you know, when Fred, Fred is yeah. shot and, like, or, and Knox is taking her home and he was like, I mean, we don't have to work ourselves to death. I mean, I didn't think we had to do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It was like. Like, new management isn't enforcing that policy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, little moments like that I just really love. Mm-hmm, like, that is something that I think the show with Wolfram and Hart always did really well is, like, the absurdity of not even just law firms, but, like, corporate Right, corporate life. life. Yeah. Yeah. But make it evil, which is also just a great dig. Yeah, everything about it is, is a, it was a good idea. Wouldn't it be great idea. to have a show about, like, a corporation that's just, like, <clears throat> demons and, like, you know. Yeah. But do it in a way that isn't Angel. <laughs> I feel like they've tried to make that show a bunch of times. And I don't think any of them have been good. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you're probably like right. the like 666 show or something. I don't know. I never watched it. So who am I to say we it was could, bad? But we could write it ourselves. We should write it after we write our uh, reboot of New York Minute. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> that the world that's- has been clamoring for. <laughs> you know, maybe they have. Okay, it's so true. we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We need to get a pair of actor twins who need something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and we never solved the problem of who's the 2020 version of Simple Plan. No, we didn't so. figure that out yet. Yeah, 
We'll figure. Anyone we knows, will. let us know. Um, okay, <laughs> we have gone off off the rails. Um, okay, yes. So that was lineage and destiny. Next time I looked this up, I'm oh, so okay. Proud. I have it pulled up. We but have I'll let you do it. Harm's way mm-hmm. cannot wait mm-hmm. and soul purpose. Yes. Uh, Harmony episode. I'll go watch that right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited. You know what? I'm actually that actually is makes me think of the little bit of the Buffy comics that I read where they're like you. Well, I don't, you know, spoilers, but like Harmony's still alive in that world and she's like a reality show star. <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm picturing this next episode as. I don't think I mean, I'm wrong. Harmony is a reality show character before that became like a thing. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, she's just, I mean, even we were talking about how unfortunate it is like the way she gets treated in this episode, but like Mercedes McNabb, like great. Like she's so her good. transition of like her sparring with Spike at the desk to like, her like bleeding from the eyes like horror that he would like the first thing he would do is like suggest they go have sex and then like her transition to being like well okay and like you know I just think she's always great yeah um so yeah she's gonna be this is gonna be a good next episode um okay so in the meantime Mm -hmm. do you have any pop culture you want to tell us about I do I don't want to talk about it too much just acknowledge and plug for it but um you know I found out a couple weeks ago that this was happening but Fiona Apple released a new album I'm all about it it's great Mm, I haven't listened yet I love it but I love I mean I love her anyway definitely if you're a fan it's like it's great I'm really enjoying it it's also hard I listened to her last album but maybe it was the one before that um I don't know. Like I was, I kind of struggled to get into it. So like this I one, I was like, I don't know. Struggle like, I heard even good more. Things about it. <laughs> I think if you have not been going on the journey, it'll be even harder for you to get into. But I would at least listen to the title track because um, the album is called "Fetch the Bolt Cutters," and I just, I mean, a lot of people have been making this comment, but it's just like, what? <laughs> like, could there be a more appropriate lyric than like, uh, oh shoot, God? Of course, now that I'm trying to think about it, I'm getting tongue tied. But basically, it's like fetch the bolt cutters I can't stay here anymore <laughs> it's like yeah let, that's a that's a good sentiment for the moment <laughs> yeah it's prescient that's for sure it is yeah um, <laughs> anyway cool. but I'm enjoying it and just if anybody already likes her and wasn't aware I'm just making you aware I think I read like I don't it was like a few years ago I think she like was like walking like 30 miles a day or something like that mm. and like really destroyed her legs and I was like yes I could, I could like sympathize with that. That was in a recent article. It might have also been in an old one, but it was, uh, there was an article that came out like a month ago. It was definitely in an old one because I was reading the one that just came out and like they referenced it and I was like, oh yeah, I remember reading about mm-hmm. that. Like she was talking about that. Um, I think that was before the album that I, I think I even saw her in concert. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like this was like, this had to have been like. 2013, maybe 2012. I don't know. Um, no, I definitely who went and saw who her. Who did you go see her with? I think Chelsea. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, anyway, that was, that was a while ago. Um, <laughs> That's right, though, for the timing. That last album came out in 2012. Okay. So. Yeah. No, we saw her at the Warfield. Um, huh. Have I been yeah. in the Warfield? Yeah, I mean, it was I a good show. I just, like, I, I, I liked a couple songs on that album. I just, like, didn't get as into it as I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, that one's anyway. actually still my favorite. For Which the, one? That last one is still my favorite. Oh, I didn't even listen everything. to it, so... Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no, no. The one that you're talking about, I'm saying. That's my favorite. Oh, oh, okay. Of all of them. But I like all of them, and it just depends on your mood. So, you know, what are you going to do? 
Oh, I uh, mean, as all music does. I mean, my mood informs which album is my favorite at the moment. <laughs> oh, I see. But yeah, also yeah. for everything, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure you won't like this at all. But I think other, you know, other people will. Well, now I'm gonna have to give it a try just to prove you wrong. Um, <laughs> I would be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> One thing our friendship has survived is our widely different taste in music. We have is, places where it overlaps. We do. Yes. <laughs> okay, so. You're recommending the new Fiona album Mm -hmm. record, and I started reading, um, well, I think I mentioned this, like, God, probably, like, over a year ago. uh Uh-huh. I know what Um, you're going to say. But I started reading The Wheel of Time again. Mm -hmm. Like, I picked up in the middle of it again, and I started, I I think I had left off at, like, book eight, and then I, I read book nine, and I'm in the middle of book ten, or almost done with book ten, and, like, I think I had... I had slowed down because I was like, well, I, you know, they, they take an effort, like they're all really long. And so it's like, you can't really read anything else. And then I had heard that like the middle ones get a little, like a little boring, but I, I'm not finding that to be true. Like they're definitely like the pace is slowing down and it's a little bit like Game of Thrones where you're like, Ugh, nothing's happening, <laughs> but I'm enjoying it. It's like working really well for this timing for me, like to just kind of take myself into an entirely different world. Like fantasy is your friend right now. Like, yeah, just embrace it. It's, it's been great. Yeah. Um, it's really gotten in the way of my, uh, continuing with next generation, but that's all right. <laughs> I'll come back to that. Um, I have all, I have nothing but time. Yes. Also just the magic of internet and Google and everything. So you were saying that you think you saw her at the Warfield and I was trying to remember which venue that it you know like I'm trying I was trying to picture it so I've been googling images of the Warfield I was like yes 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 that's definitely I was like I think that's the place where we saw Jimmy Eat World with Chelsea and it is because I also just looked in my gmail and I have an email called reminder Jimmy Eat World (laughs) (laughs) and also through googling it I thought there's all these videos that people posted from that concert so am I gonna just hang up and then watch those yes I am (laughs) oh my gosh you know what I totally forgot about that concert Jimmy Eat World is one of those bands that I've seen like probably like four times and I like I didn't even try like Mm. they were just like opening for people or you know like I went to like random shows and like I totally forgot about that concert wait maybe Chelsea didn't go with us I think no she did did. like I think we went okay but we went she definitely met her there then yeah okay or we went to no we met her like a happy hour and then we went I thought Uh, I don't know I'm trying to read the email chain and talk to you at the same time it's not working (laughs) that also could have been the Fiona Apple concert so who knows? Who knows? What I'm getting confused. All right. Um, well, I miss concerts, and I'm going to miss those for a long time, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a long time before those come back. I, I think large group gatherings are going to be the last thing to return. So <sighs> We had concert ticket. I had concert tickets with my friend Alex to see Jenny Lewis open for Harry Styles at Madison Square Gardens in July, oh. and I was really excited about it, but I'm pretty sure that won't happen. I bet that would have been a good concert. I know. I can't, I can't get very into him. I, I try. I, like, actually I think he has some good songs here or there, but like as a whole, like I find his albums really tough to like sit through. Um, I not because they're not good. I just think they're just, I don't, I like, like you said, I think it's a mood. Like, I think you really have to be in the mood. I just haven't, I haven't even tried to get into him. I think we were super open to the idea that we would just go for her Jenny and then leave if we didn't feel like staying longer, but now I'll never get to know. I'll never have the yeah. chance. Who knows? Well, I, I was not, like, a huge One Direction person. Like, I think I was aware they existed, but it was, like, they were, like, I feel like I kind of missed that that 
you know, that boat. Mm-hmm. And then, but I had heard a lot of good things about his solo stuff and like that he was drawing on like all these classic rock influences. And I was like, yeah, I'll check this out. And then I was like, well, it's okay. Well, supposedly when we bought tickets, Alex, we got two free copies of his CD when they got sent to Alex. And then I asked her about it. I was like, when are you going to give me my CD? And she was like, I think I threw them away. So again, am I going to spend my own money and effort to listen to this? Probably not. Maybe, maybe, but probably not. It's on Spotify. Yeah. But who, why bother? Yeah. If somebody gave me a physical CD, like that's like amusing enough that I would put it, you know, play it, figure out how to play it. <laughs> all right. Now I'm just droning on and on. Okay. Um, Listen to music. Right, what... Oh, sorry. You know what I do want to say? Sorry. And this is a point that I meant to make. Regardless of whatever, I, what I, it's not, I don't want to say this is what I enjoyed most about listening to the album yesterday, but it was, and I think it's part of why I'm in a good mood. It was like, honestly, the first thing that I've done since being stuck at home that was like new. And I was like, oh, this feels great to like, just have something new to like react to at all. Like that was actually my very first sentiment was I was like, oh my God, like I've never done this before, which is not true of a single thing that I've been doing this entire time I've been home. Even if you watch new shows, I don't quite feel like that's the same thing as like, I don't know. So that was, that was a really fun feeling. I'm jealous. I haven't really, I haven't really done anything that was like new, new. Right? So, like, I don't know. There was just something about I've made it new. I've made new foods. I've, yeah. I've you know, the, I will say the depressing thing that I've been going, like, I, it's like, I just have all this time to cook now. And I've been like, really trying, like tying it, trying a ton of new recipes and like really having fun with it. And I'm like, and there's no one to cook for. Yeah. Like, if I, like, I was like, couldn't this have happened a few years ago when I lived with like a lot of people? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Might have increased my chances of getting sick, but, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a little bit of a bummer. But, no, I've been making some good stuff. So, like, that's that's my new thing. But th- then again, you're right, because, like, cooking isn't new. Right. So I mean, listening to music cooking, isn't new either, but some, yeah. it was somehow struck that chord more for me than anything else I've done. Well, that, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, okay, well. Oh. Team, team Wesley? Team Wesley. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to be like, what team are you on? But I was like, I think I know the answer. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> We've almost not disagreed at all for like three seasons. <laughs> I think last week I differed a little bit. Yeah, but sometimes we just pick because there's two good options. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean like Team Wesley. Team He's, Wesley. He yeah, did it. this was his week. Mm-hmm. All right, well, like we said, we'll be back with Harm's Way and Soul Purpose. Mm-hmm. It's a little pun for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's hope it it matters. Let's hope it means something. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'm still not over. Um, God, what was that one? The the Bible verse. The Bible one. Calvary. Calvary. Yeah, yeah, Calvary. That's what I'm still not over. Yeah, it. yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Not Bible verse. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I will talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Once more with commentary is produced by me, Allie, and me, Ginny. Our theme music is from the album Rockingham by Nerf Herder. And our podcast logo is by Ryan Cooney. You can email us at scoobies at oncemorewithcommentary.com with any feedback, questions, comments that you have, and find us on Twitter and Instagram at OMWC Podcast. You can also find our most recent episodes and any show notes at oncemorewithcommentary.com.